Welcome to What The Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Christelle Rubio, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit, from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind-the-scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves, and of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of, what does being fit mean to you? Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy Rubio, on today for a solo episode. I feel like I haven't done a solo episode in a long time. I recorded a solo episode as a recap to my San Francisco trip back in June, and it was mysteriously deleted, and it never came out, and it was the first time that ever happened to me. And it was pretty devastating. Uh, So I'm excited to chat about what's going on. I want to talk about what I'm getting into for the month of August. New month, new you, same you, whatever the fuck you want. I want to do a recap of my recent trip to North Carolina for a wedding to see my family. Um, And then talk about some um, events coming up that I'm really excited about. So I think that we should just jump right into it. Um, The month of August. Here we are. It has arrived. August to me has always just been like, I don't know, it kind of was like a Passover month for me. Not, Not like Passover, like the celebration, like the Jewish celebration, but like a Passover as in, oh, like I'm thinking flyover, a flyover month, because there are like flyover states that you know, not to say that they don't matter or that other states are more valuable than others, but maybe they just get lost in the shuffle. And August to me seems like a month that usually gets lost in the shuffle. Like we're still, I mean, we're in the middle of summer, like the, the, the very middle of summer. Someone the other day was telling me that his birthday is at the end of July And so for him, once his birthday is over, it's fall. And that was just the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard in my entire life because August, September, I mean, now with this new complete climate change that we're experiencing with sweltering temperatures and increased severity of storms, like I I think it's going to be warm until November, honestly. I think summer is just going to be all of September, And then maybe towards the tail end of October, it will start to cool off. But I'm predicting right now, write it down, that September is going to feel exactly like August, if not hotter, honestly. So I'm not like fall. There's no like falls around the corner for me. I'm not feeling that at all. I saw someone post on Instagram uh, that they were like fall decor shopping. And I again, you know, everyone by now should know how I feel about ushering out a season too quickly to get to another one. Like we are in summer. Let's enjoy this long days. I love waking up in the morning and it's bright outside and I can go on walks until like 9 p.m. in the day. 
we can't, we can't be ushering this away. So because August is sometimes like a whatever month, um, I wanted to be really intentional about how I'm spending it. And since June, so like June was my month of vitality where I just wanted to do all things that made me feel alive and just contributed to this overall feeling of vitality. Like if it wasn't bringing me vitality, miss me with it. I don't care. Then in July, it was the month of the monk and I was really focused on cultivating inner peace, just trying to be like very calm and um, kind of even out my nervous system, which has been through, oh, just a shit storm of everything this past year. And so I've, oh, I've felt that I'm kind of like very quick to a flight or fight response at all times. And so the month of the monk was, you know, I, I was doing a mindfulness practice with Meriden every morning and writing down some intentions. And for the most part, it was pretty good. And I, I certainly want to carry some of those practices along with me. Uh, but in that same vein, kind of continuing with that for August, I'm really focusing now on trying to bring my cortisol levels down. So very similar to like cultivating inner peace, but this is totally not um, based in measured fact for me. This is really just like how I intuitively feel maybe what's going on with me and what I can do to remedy the situation. So I've talked about it, right? My periods are like back to being fucking demonic and I'm having like really bad PMS and you know, experiencing like really dark days, getting closer to my period. And I've even been like later than usual. Like normally I track on an app and I'm like down to the day, it's been accurate. And just in this last, I would say like six months or so, it hasn't been as spot on. I mean, and I'm talking like two, three days later, kind of lengthening out my cycle which is not necessarily a bad thing, but I'm just noticing that like things are like not feeling as, as normal to me as they normally are. And what I think it is, is that I have likely, and don't we all, increased levels of cortisol, a stress hormone that's coursing through my veins. And this can be due to a lot of <laughs> factors, just being alive in the world today. But I think specifically for me, it has to do with overtraining for in, in regards to cardio. So, you know, leading up to Race Street back in last October, um, I was training really intensely and I was really, really focusing on cardio for that particular race. Um, and then once I finished with Race Street, I almost like immediately signed up for High Rocks, which was going to happen in January. So I kind of continued with that intense cardio training. So when I say intense cardio training, like that for me looked like probably four to five days a week of, um, you know, my heart rate reaching like a four and a five, which is really, which is really high. And I think I just kind of got into this mode of like, okay, well, this is my new normal. And of course I got addicted to like the rush and the thrill of intense cardio and how you feel after. 
And the while that is fine and great for a specific goal of like training for something, and again, obviously, I'm just talking about me. Um, even though it it like still right now like feels good to do it, I think over time that is just that's a lot of cortisol. That's a lot of stress that my body is undergoing to maintain you know that high of a heart rate this consecutive, you know, times throughout the week, plus the strength training. And, you know, we'll do like a little bit of hit stuff here and there with strength training too. And now that I'm not training for anything, you know, I don't have a specific goal. Um, I'm really taking a more mindful approach to my cardio. So I recently listened to a podcast um, on the Huberman Lab yeah, Huberman Lab with Dr. Andy Galpin. And he talks all about how to like build strength, muscle, endurance, and really like what those kind of ideal training protocols look like. And so if your goal is to build strength or hypertrophy, so growing your muscle, which right now I, you know, I'm focused on building and maintaining muscle at this part of my life. The more muscle I have, I know it's better for longevity. Uh, overall, um, I know I feel really good when I can, you know, maintain my my strength training, and um, because of all that, I I I believe that the cardio that I was doing before just is too much. So, and and I thought like, oh, I'm being like really practical about this, and I'm limiting myself to 25 minutes, and you know, I'm not overdoing it because I've cut the time, you know, in half from, you know, versus if you're going to, you know, for Orange Theory or Shred or like high intensity classes, like I'm not doing that. Um, but the reality of the situation is my heart rate is still getting really high during those 25 minutes. And um, that can just be a lot for your body to handle. So what I'm doing now, this is my new thing for August is I got a heart rate monitor. I got the polar something. I think it's just polar. I don't know. It's just a strap like um, you wear around on your heart. Exactly like the heart rate monitors. If you've done Orange Theory, if you're familiar with those, at least how they were like, God, oh, it's been like four years. I know they re they recently got those heart rate monitors you can wear on your wrist, but I never liked that. It never gave me an accurate reading. But you know, it just like sits under your bra. It's there and it connects with Bluetooth to your phone. And you can see what zone that you that your your heart rate is within you know while you're doing your cardio so zone one is kind of like a gray and that's just basically like recovery zone two is blue and that's I would think maybe like 115 beats per minute to 130 and then above 130 you get to this green zone um and then the next zone is four and I'm not sure of those specific with the heart rate like beats per minute is for each one, but then five is like max, like you, it's the max your heart rate's ever going to be. I feel like I've seen maybe for me like 188 or something, 84 or something like that. I really don't know, but I'll let you know because I'll be using it when I do the steps this weekend and that will for sure be a max heart rate day. So if then my goal is to build muscle, you know, with that, build some strength, um, the, I I really only want to be doing the majority of my cardio, so like three, four days a week in zone two. And then I want to do one day where I'm doing interval trainings and hitting zone four, and then do one day 
uh, where I, you know, hit zone five, the highest one. Um, and what I noticed, I wore my heart rate monitor for the first time this week. And what my like very typical protocol, I will switch it up. You know, I am doing the Stairmaster sometimes, or I'll be running sometimes. And on the Stairmaster at the Y with this particular machine, I know I like to start at level seven and I do five minutes at level seven. I do five minutes at level eight. I do either five or 10 minutes at level nine and then the last five at level 10. So it's 25. I just get, you know, increasingly more intense. And when I was talking to Johnny about this before I got the heart rate monitor, he was really like, we should be kind of avoiding zone three. Um, you know, it's not really contributing to like an increased level of fitness like it is if you hit zone four, hit zone five, and it just can be, you know, adding extra stress to your body that your body doesn't need right now. And I was like, shit, I bet that my cardio that I'm doing is probably mostly in like zone three or zone four. And so then when I actually put the heart rate monitor on and I was on the Stairmaster and I wanted to do 30 minutes because I knew it was going to be at a lower level of intensity, it was so difficult to keep it within zone two. I had to stay at a level five. Remember, I was starting before with level seven increasingly getting more intense and I could not go above a level five without my heart rate like getting into the green zone. And it's like a turtle pace to me on there because I'm so used to going, you know, at such um, an intense speed, which told me that I was likely every day reaching four and five, like not even a three. Because getting to three was like no problem at all. I had to really back down. I had to really be intentional about like not exerting more effort that just was like coming naturally to be like, oh yeah, I like want to go here and get to this intensity. And so it's going to be really interesting to see how the rest of this week goes and like what that cardio looks like. It's going to be, it's tough for me because I like love that intensity, but I know that it's just not it's not what I need to be doing right now. So like the work for me is, you know, scaling back. And the research and, and the science suggests like if you're doing cardio within a zone two, you can really do it like as much as you want. So that's exciting to me because where I am right now with like my morning routine, I I I need to get like some kind of like movement in a sweat. And I'm I still am like pretty sweaty, even just, you know, working within zone two. So I feel like I can still get that like jump start to my day is really what I'm looking for here um, without, you know, then diminishing my strength gains or just depleting my energy and, and kind of, you know, elevating cortisol where I don't need it. Because I think that elevated cortisol that affects like every metabolic system in your body and hormones and all that. So I'm going to just do a little experiment with myself and see um, Really going to focus on it for this month of August, wear my heart rate monitor for all my cardio sessions, be really diligent about it, um, and just kind of see how I feel and what's going on. And so I really wanted to like brand this month because that's how I feel safe in the world is that I brand my months and I focus my months on, you know, a goal or whatever it is. Um, that's the Enneagram three coming out in me. We like love to set a goal and achieve a goal and like do a task and whatever. And, um, that, that's just, yeah, how I feel safe in the world. So for August, I've been playing around with the branding, just like trying to kind of workshop it a little bit. 
And originally I was thinking, you know, I want maybe something with like the heart, like it's some, it's like a heart month for me because I'm tracking heart rate and, um, you know, it's Leo season, the heart of a lion. Um, I also, you know, as aside from the physical focus for this month, um, when I think about heart, I really want to be focusing on my relationships and just kind of reconnecting, not reconnecting, not that there was like a break in connection, which was what that word implies, but more so just, you know, focusing on the people in my life that I know make me feel really good. And if I pay attention to how I feel after I leave certain people, like these are the people that are just kind of really lighting me up. Um, and so the, I'm just kind of getting this like heart theme, but I don't know. I was chatting with Haley, um, my high on the hill co-host and, uh, <laughs> we were going back and forth and like, couldn't really think of a good one. And then we're like, let's just call it August. Like, it's just, we're fucking getting through August. We're doing these things. We're going to call it August. So I don't know. We'll see what we can come up with, but that's, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting after. So I'm excited to start kind of tracking that and, and seeing if I can see a difference or if I notice a difference, maybe in my energy levels, maybe in my mood. Cause I imagine too, if I'm like overtraining, overworking, that's going to lead to irritability and moodiness for sure. So I think this is a win-win, but we'll see. Oh, well, really quick. I mentioned Haley and High on the Hill. I hope that you guys enjoyed our first episode. Just as a reminder, we'll be back. We'll be back every third Friday of the month. And eventually we'll want to bring on some guests for that segment. So um, let us know who you want to hear from. Um, call into the voicemail and give us some funny stories. Uh, it's 513-268-6089. You can DM, whatever. It's fun. I, this is like such a fun offshoot, a creative offshoot for me that I want there to be good engagement and just like us chatting as a community. So let's participate there. Um, okay, cool. So recap of my Charlotte trip. So last weekend I went down to Charlotte, drove down to Charlotte. And you know what? I wasn't sure if I was going to share this, but I think that I will because as I think about this podcast and the community and what we all need, we always talk about vulnerability and asking for help and that we all don't have it you know, completely together all the time and that's okay. And we're working through our, uh, kind of addiction to perfectionism and, and all of these things. And we cover a wide variety of topics from mental to physical, um, emotional. But one of the things that I think is missing from this space of vulnerability is, you know, the health and the caretaking that's required in our romantic relationships. And understandably so, I totally get it, why we we tend to keep those really close to our chests, right? I mean, I think we're seeing now this kind of big movement on social media where people will come out and be like, oh, you know, I'm not a perfect mom with parenting. I let kids have screen time. I let them eat chicken nuggets. And, and then that's great, right? That we can see like everyone feels so much pressure to be this kind of perfect parent and hey, here are the times when I'm not so perfect. But I think there's 
less of that, or maybe I'm just not seeing the content or kind of following along with the right people, but less about, hey, I really fucked up with my partner <laughs> and you know, the, the, we are working through things as a unit together to better not only ourselves, but also the emotional unit that is our relationship. Um, not like I, you know, I don't, this like airing of dirty laundry, like that's not what I'm talking about. And, you know, I get why people keep it close or, you know, maybe you don't want to come off as like bitching about your partner or, you know, sharing struggles that you go through and then, lots of people know and maybe that makes you uncomfortable. I, I don't know what it is. I'm sure there's a lot of factors into why people aren't openly talking about when they don't get it right with their partner. But I think it would just do everyone some good to understand like, and we all know this, right? There's absolutely no such thing as a perfect relationship. And you see people or couples on social media and you may think, oh my God, they must have such a you know, better emotional connection that, that I have with my partner right now, or they do so many fun things together. They must be so in love. And my partner and I are like just sitting on the couch watching Netflix, right? You can still, you can play that comparison game with relationships as you do with everything else. And so in order to kind of, I don't know, break down some of those walls, I mean, obviously I shared a lot about my divorce, my breakup there. Um, I, I wasn't and, and have never really shared about, you know, some of the struggles that happen in my relationship. And not that I want to be like, like, you know, sharing my struggles in this relationship. But I think this is a good story just to maybe have a nice comical light. I think it's fucking comical. Now, looking back in the moment, I certainly did not think it was comical. But to start our trip, we were going to drive to Charlotte, um, which is seven and a half hours from Cincinnati. And my partner and I, right, we were both so pumped for this trip. We were going down from my college best friend's wedding. I've known Vince since we were 20 years old. We essentially like grew up together. We went to college together. He lived in Cincinnati for a year. Um, then he moved to New York and I would go visit him in New York all the time. And he's also best friends with my brother. My brother was the best man. So Vince is absolutely like family to us. And so we're just so excited that he was getting married. And, you know, it's been so long since I've had like a really good friend's wedding um, at that age now where they're, it's not as much. Like 2016, I had like eight weddings, including my own. And then it just kind of tapered from there. And COVID was a big lull, obviously, but I was just pumped. So not only we're going down to Charlotte for this wedding and I was going to see some other college friends I hadn't seen in a while. Um, but my family, my, my brother Richard and my mom both live in North Carolina as well. So we were going to, you know, stay with them, spend time with them, just have a great time. So we're both very excited about this trip. And, you know, the day of, we were leaving Wednesday night. So we had worked, you know, full days on Wednesday and we rented a car, so enough to put miles, and like there's just you know logistics and planning. And I worked out right before I was gonna come get the car, um, and I didn't go to the grocery store because we were gonna be gone for five days. So I had like no 
food in the house and I got really hungry and got into like next level hangry because there was delays at the rental car and this and that and delays getting going and I'm a very rigid adherence to a timeline kind of person. I think that anyone listening, any woman listening can understand, right? There's like lots of stressors and then you add on top that you're hungry and it's a full on recipe for failure and disaster. Like shut it down. This is going to be a catastrophe. And that's what happened. That's what happened. And in my defense, I was like, well, I'm letting you know, like, I'm really hungry. I'm about to hit a breaking point. Like, I just need to get food. I just need to get food. I'm trying to stay positive, but, like, I like I need to get food. And in my mind, too, I was working so hard. And, like, you know what? This is a sign of growth to begin with where I was consciously, like, okay, deep breaths. Like, do not lash out. Be patient. You're going to get food soon. Well, the food did not come in time for the meltdown that occurred and um stu- like stupid right there's like literally nothing actually to fight about but I'm being a little bit of a devil he's then mad at me because I'm being mean and suffice to say we spent the seven and a half hour drive which I drove the entire way in silence we did not speak for the entire seven and a half hour drive to North Carolina. And if that doesn't tell you how fucking stubborn both of us are, I don't know what will. So the trip was off to a really fucking great start. No, I mean, it took, it took us a long time to repair. So conflicts, of course, are going to happen. And in my mind, I'm really focusing on like, okay, what's our repair time? Like, how do we come together faster in a more empathetic way um, where it's it's this you know fostering this kind of you know security with each other and it took us it took us a long time to repair um, we eventually did repair um, as we do but it just kind of I don't know it was it was a rough start to to the to what was eventually an amazing and fun wonderful trip. The best part, honestly, is just like seeing, just like seeing my friend so happy at his wedding and his new wife being so happy. And, you know, talk about focusing on the relationships that like light you up. I, I was just around the people all weekend that have lit me up for so many years now. So it's just, it was really special. And my mom has turned her entire backyard into like I'm calling it Camp Christina. It's it's just like a resort because she has an outdoor bar, an outdoor living room seating area with a TV, a fire pit, a pool, like all of this she's just put up in like pretty much this past summer. Um so it was just great. Like we just did a lot of just hanging out. I, we drove to Asheville for a day. Um, we didn't get to do any hiking because there was like storms on and off. Um, but that's just such a fun town to walk around. Um, we had the wedding and then we went out on Lake Norman, which is a really beautiful big lake, um, super close to uh, Charlotte. And 
my brother now lives just about a quarter of a mile away from my mom. Like it is just around the block. And so, you know, staying there, it was so nice. It was just like so idyllic, like in a perfect world, I would just love to be that close to my family. And obviously you have, you know, my own space, but just to be able to be like, okay, I got to like run out and see mom or like get something from mom. It was just so great. And it really got me thinking that I don't want to leave Cincinnati. Like that's not on the table for me because I have such a strong just network and community. And I love the city so, 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 so much. So I don't, I always want to have a home base here, but it would be really nice to maybe have like a second situation or I just like spend an extended period of time down there because being that close to the lake, 20 minutes from this gorgeous, amazing lake where you can just rent a pontoon boat and go out for the day and hightail over to Cocktail Cove and like join the boats together and just float in the water all day. Like that's my ideal, ideal summer day. It's just out on a boat and swimming. To be that close to that lake and then only a two hour drive and you were like in Asheville in two hours you are you are there even so some of the hiking and like surrounding um nature if you will is even closer and that is very appealing to me I must say like being so close to the mountains and then so close to this really fun body of water like that seems pretty perfect which is probably why Charlotte is growing so fast because everyone has that same idea so yeah great 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 weekend. I did not look at my phone, barely at all. I actually left my phone. We were hanging out at at an Airbnb after our boat date and I didn't even realize that I just left my phone at the house and didn't get it back until, you know, mid next morning. And I was like, doesn't matter. It's totally fine. Spend more time with people that make you forget to check your phone. I know that's like been on the internet, but very true and a proverb in my opinion. Kind of, you know, the benefit of having our family so close to the wedding location was that we were going to be able to be together to celebrate Joe. So we hit the anniversary of Joe's death four years, end of July. And, you know, this year, it's been the past three years have been, you know, kind of like, I guess, two years really of like having an anniversary. It's, I hadn't figured out how. I wanted that day to go. It's always so unpredictable of like, will it hit me, you know, a couple days before or will it hit me after or like what's the week leading up to it like is sometimes that's even worse than just the actual day. You know, do I take work off? Do I stay busy? Um, And it just feels, you know, has somewhat felt hard to manage. And this year, I think that I finally kind of got into somewhat of of a groove, at least how it relates to like honoring Joe and remembering Joe and like and just like loving him like feeling love for him because that's that's really like when I have these like very strong waves of grief now I I am just really able to like lean into the gratitude of like I'm so lucky that I have someone that I love this much and that like I can still express my love for him in this way and in the past, like we we really kind of celebrated him by doing the things that he had had recently loved to do at the end of his life, which you know he was a twenty six year old guy living in Florida, single and like in this crazy 
truck culture. Like they were like going out and partying and drinking and doing all the things that one would do when they live in that situation. And that's well and fine. And I like to do things that like Joe liked to do, obviously. But for me, it was like, that's not how I really interacted with Joe, right? Like Joe's my little brother and him and I were like the adventurous ones of the family. And like when we would go hiking, we were little, Joe and I would be the ones climbing up everything and like exploring and I always just felt like this very strong connection to him whenever we were near water. He had spent the last day of his life out on a boat in the ocean fishing. And it just like being near water just always makes me feel really, really good. And so the weekend before the anniversary of his death, um, I organized a little kayaking trip with just some of those people that light me up and that felt like to me, I was like, oh, this is like a great way for me to, like me personally, to honor Joe and like feel connected to Joe. And so I was really proud of that, of kind of navigating and figuring that out. Like, okay, this is what I want to do in the future, right? To like show my love for Joe. I want to be with people that, that, you know, know, knew him or didn't know him, but just, you know, know him through stories that I've, that I've told and that make me feel good and like being out on the water and like doing something fun. So that was great. I didn't do so great on the day of, um, I, I took the approach of like, let me just like push through and not acknowledge anything. And I had a full scheduled day and like an event after, and I was like, I'll have my time to grieve. I'll have my time to be with my family next week. Just like get through this. And that I learned, which is that's all a learning process, was not the, the best thing because I ended up just like really bottling it in and holding it tight instead of feeling it as it came up that day. And it it felt like I had like physical, like uh, like swarm of bee energy inside my body the next day because I just think I had like repressed it so much. Where I was like, this needs to come out and I don't know how it's going to come out. And I was just in a like really terrible mental state, like really overwhelmed. Um, but that's okay too. Giving myself grace. I'll remember this for next year and just try to do something differently and see if that works because this is all just a learning process. Um, okay. I think I just want to wrap up with a fun event that I'm participating in that's coming up on August 25th. It is a fashion show hosted by Me Active and Lita Ruth Boutique. So this fashion show is going to be on August 25th from 6 to 9 at The Pitch, which is the bar across the street from TQL Stadium, where FC Cincinnati plays. $35 a ticket, which includes a drink, and then a $15 gift card to Lita Ruth, and a $15 gift card to Me Active. And proceeds from the event are going to go to the local nonprofit um, on the run with girls on the run, girls on the run, Cincinnati. And their mission is to inspire girls to be joyful, healthy, and confident using a fun experience-based curriculum that integrates running. So I'm going to be a model for this fashion show. It's going to be like a mix of activewear, which we know me active for. And then Lita Ruth has just like really pretty, like, you know, professional clothes, um, special event clothes, everyday clothes, 
Uh, I will, I'm just, I'm really excited for this event, for this event. I think it's great. I love Aaron of Me Active. I love Kim from Lita Ruth. I think it'll be a really special event. So if you're free on Thursday, August 25th, come out for a fashion show. I don't know about you, but uh, so fun. So come. Oh, I want to give a, I want to give a shout out to Savvy. Thanks, Savvy, for managing what the fits social media. I don't know if you've noticed, but she has been just killing it with posting content and giving people little glimpses into what the episode holds. Uh, she's doing a fantastic job. So I want to give her a big, big, big thank you. And if there's anything that you want to see more from us on Instagram, like, you know, she's doing kind of like the clips from the episodes. Like, is there, do you want to see more photos? Do you want to see more videos? Um, DM the podcast at what the fit podcast on Instagram and let us know. Follow me at Chrissy Rubio, which is K-R-I-S-S-Y-Y-R-U-B-I-O. I just learned how to make a reel. So watch the fuck out because I'm making a lot of them. I don't know what it was. Before I was like, I can't do this. This is so silly. This is so dumb. I can't. And then I just tried it again and something clicked for me. And I was like, oh, this is how. Like literally like the puzzle piece fell into place. And I was like, oh, I can do this. And this is actually really fun. And now I get it. So just, yeah, follow along for all my um, exciting real content that's coming. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you very much. I hope that you're having a great summer and that you're really taking it in. And I know that it's hot and that can be very bothersome. I haven't worn my hair down since June and that's annoying. But, you know, it's going to be cold soon. It's going to be dark and cold and we're going to look back on this time and we're going to wish that we had it again. So let's just really, really soak it all in. Okay. Thanks so much. Love ya.